Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of our WTOC First Alert Weather Podcast. I am meteorologist Dave Turley, and joined, as always, of course, by... Meteorologist Andrew Gordon over here. Hope you guys are doing all right. It was, you know, pretty pretty hot week, but finally we're getting a little bit closer to uh, normal there, Dave. Yeah, we certainly are. And of course, we are taping this. It's on a Thursday, as when we always tape it. It's July 2nd, and um, we are getting closer to our 4th of July. It's usually kind of the peak that people think of summer. They think of the 4th of July. That's when they think of the hot conditions and fireworks and all that good stuff. But things are a little different this year um, as we are still social distancing. You know, it it seems like since the last podcast we talked, we were like, oh, hopeful that things were kind of turning around and getting better. But now it seems like got some more cases out there. Either way, though, it was going to be just a a few more. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, just a few. But, you know, either way, it was going to be a different Fourth of July without, you know, the organized fireworks shows, you know, early on Savannah, Tybee, a lot of the low country areas, Hilton Head canceled their big fireworks shows. So, you know, I'm working Saturday and usually I actually, I kind of enjoy watching the fireworks shows on our Skycams. It's just a unique perspective. And I'm going to have to resort to uh, probably using our tower camera, pointing it at the neighborhoods and watching some of you guys having your own shows in the neighborhoods because yeah, it's unfortunate. Don't have any of the big ones. Yeah, it's unfortunate that everything gets canceled, but it's you know it's understandable. Um, large crowds, you gotta you gotta do what we can now to keep this uh, pandemic from continuing to go crazy because people were were pent up for so long for months, and then uh, things are looking better. Things are starting to open. Everybody's like, oh, everything's better now. And they're going out to the beaches and going out and enjoying themselves and having parties again and not wearing face masks, not social distancing. And now the numbers are spiking. And it's like, okay, people, <laughs> let's, take it, let's take this seriously, unfortunately. I can probably speak for both of us saying that you and I don't want to have to go back home again if we don't have to because we're already kind of doing a – a partial here and there at the station and then at home for work. But it'd be nice if we could get a little bit back to whatever normal was. Yeah. And I know it's still impacting a lot of people. I can tell you right now, I mean, uh, both of us, we were just talking about this, have had to change plans for the upcoming summer because of what's going on. I would love to be able to go back and see my family in New York. But as we all know, New York and now put Georgia on the mandatory 14-day quarantine. Yeah. So I am not going back to see my family this summer. Well, you can take it from us that we are doing what we can to, to keep everyone safe out there with the face masks. And, uh, you know, I've had to postpone my trip home to Texas twice, even though, you know, things aren't going great there either. But uh, it's all right. You know, we'll, we'll get to see our family soon, hopefully, with everyone uh, cooperating and uh Changing gears a bit, we do have uh, some weather info for you guys on the 4th because, you know, maybe you're still going to have your small family get-togethers or backyard cookouts, and we can go through a little bit of that uh, old data for you guys. Yeah, and again, 4th of July, a lot of people will be outside and uh, just going to give you some a little bit of some climatological history of uh, what we normally see on a, on a typical 4th of July day. Normal high is about 92 degrees, so it's hot. I mean, it's typical this time of the year. You expect it uh, to be hot in the afternoons. Average low when you wake up in the morning, 72. So that is right where we are going to be here coming up as we move into uh, even this 4th of July and uh, maybe seeing some of those afternoon showers and thunderstorms. 
Yeah, you know, thankfully, we've been able to bring that rain chance down a little bit from earlier in the week. Um, I had a little bit higher and we've all brought it down just a little bit. But, you know, it's not going to be completely dry. It never usually is on a summer afternoon and going into the evening. But I, d- I definitely going to see less plans get put inside there, which is which is definitely the trend that we want to see. Yeah, and this weather pattern that we're in, normally when you think of summertime, you think of the sea breeze, you get your afternoon storms, and they'll be very scattered, usually along the I-95 corridor. This pattern that we're in, is it's much different. It's not sea breeze driven really at all. Uh, the sea breeze has basically been pinned along the coast, and we've been seeing a very persistent northwesterly, westerly flow in the upper levels of the atmosphere, and we've been getting these upper-level chunks of energy moving through the region, and it's been very consistent here for quite some time and not really going to change all that much. One thing that's going to be we're going to be watching is this front of boundary, which is kind of stalled out. It looks like now the latest data that I looked at this morning uh, as that front might move a little bit further southward. So you mentioned lowering the rain chances. That might help lower them just a bit coming up for the week. Hope so. For the beginning half, at least. Yeah, and then we'll be, it'll be interesting to see what that low does once it uh, you know develops overland, then moves offshore, pulling away from us, you know, up toward the Mid Atlantic and uh, Northeast. It looks like it'll stay offshore once it gets over water, but it'll be interesting to see if the Hurricane Center has anything to say about that because you know, as a first alert weather team, we've been watching that, thinking that there's a chance that we could get a little bit of development uh, from the weekend, really more so into next week. Yeah, and we've been watching that one. Uh, we know that little front uh, or the little um, yeah frontal boundary that I just talked about will stall out, and there is expected to be a little area of low pressure, non-tropical, developing along that. It is forecast to move away, but anytime you get a little low pressure this time of the year, uh, it could certainly transition into something tropical or, or what have you. So we'll watch it, and right now it looks like it's not expected to become tropical, and if anything, it's going to move away from the region. So... Fingers crossed. Right. But right now it looks like we're going to be in good shape. Yeah, definitely. So um, just looking back at some of the data here, going back to the 1870s here, specifically for Savannah. I know. Well, this is all the data we get to sift through. The The hottest 4th of July, believe it or not, was 99 degrees. You know, we hit that earlier this week. And it's uh, definitely, you know, in most years, you would think that's within reach of tying a record. Last year, we were 97, so we missed it. But 1997, that is when we hit 99 degrees here in Savannah on the 4th of July. And that, you know, 97, that was back in my childhood. And it brings me back to some very good memories of 4th of July. You know, I was talking with Cutter this morning. He said 4th of July is his favorite holiday. So he's bummed about everything going on. You know, it's a, it's a, one of those holidays that I think you – really begin to enjoy as a kid as most holidays are and i remember my little town at the time we used to do this uh, festival uh you'd have like the fair rides come to town the stands this guy that made homemade root beer we'd have concerts called the festival of freedom in 97 that was when i just moved to texas living it up over there uh, i would save my money all year you know my change my allowance to, to go and just have a blast there and i remember uh it was more like 2007 uh, we had people like the Jonas Brothers even came before they were big, so it was it was fun for. I wasn't a, a Jonas Brothers fan. Hey, I, I don't mind the Jonas teenage Brothers boy, but yeah. you know they've got some catchy tunes for sure. They do. They do. Um, but you know, for a small town, it was uh, kind of fun to see who we were going to bring in there. We had Rick Springfield one year. That was kind of cool. Didn't nice. know who he was when I was little, but he's a little uh, before kinda, your time. Yeah, they've kind of done away with some of that now. 
and obviously nothing going on uh, festival wise. But, you know, I just think it's a, it's a fun time of the year to look back on miss home a little bit more these kind of days, but uh, definitely just focus on those memories that uh, bring back those, those, good thoughts too. Yeah. I remember growing up and it was always a good time because of course you didn't have school and it's warm oh, yeah. growing up in upstate New York. It's actually warm out. You can enjoy it. And we'd always go for some type of picnic. And I remember, uh, I think many times we go up to a park called Thatcher, uh, Thatcher state park, Thatcher, Thatcher park. Was it Thatcher state park? Well, it was just outside of Albany, kind of in the little foothills areas, which you can see it. And uh, we'd always go up there, and it'd be always fun. You go on the, the trails, the Indian ladder trails, which are down like the little cliffs and stuff like that. Uh, that was always fun. And then at night, uh, you'd go and watch the fireworks always over the downtown, uh, downtown Albany area uh, in between at the plaza downtown. So it was always uh, a fun time. Had a good time with the uh, uh, family and friends and one thing that we didn't really have growing up there was uh, fireworks. Fireworks weren't legal. I think you could have sparklers in New York, and that was it. You know, you move down here, and, and fireworks are... You can have fireworks. And Everywhere. Yeah, and it's a different... It's They're a in the different store parking lots. Yeah. You know, when I did uh, mo- the morning shift for 17 and a half years here at WTOC, I hated 4th of July, New Year's Eve... Because everybody right. would set off fireworks and you can never go to sleep. And I had a golden retriever. Her name was Bailey. She's passed away since then, since, yeah, as of now. Um, but she hated fireworks. So she would always be scared. The fireworks were going off. She'd be on the bed on the top of your head. So I couldn't sleep. I'm up all night. You know, you got to get up at uh, 2 o'clock in the morning. And it was just miserable, miserable when those fourth of july holidays or new years when they had fireworks oh i hated it but now i can enjoy it again because i'm actually on a little bit more of a midday shift yeah you're going home and you have uh, some time to enjoy those thankfully um for me i don't the fourth of july doesn't really line up this year with um when i would (laughs) be going to getting some sleep since it's on a saturday so Friday night, people can shoot him off to their hard extent. I don't think Ron will be very happy Saturday morning because he's the one that's going to have to deal with it Saturday and Sunday morning this year. Yeah, but, um, I would think they're going to do more probably Saturday night, but they're still going to do some on Friday night too, but definitely on Saturday night for the 4th. Yeah, you know, uh, hopefully things stay pretty quiet. And I guess we could circle back real quick and just talk about the tropics a little bit because, you know, knock on wood so far, we're about a month now, a month and a day into hurricane season and we haven't had a lot july still is a really pretty quiet month in regards to hurricanes and tropical storms um you're starting to see uh, an uptick a slight uptick in areas where you could see some potential development over in the lesser antilles but still areas that are a little bit closer to us in the caribbean and then in the uh, the gulf of mexico now whenever we start talking august september october Really, those are the months where things are going to pick up. But as for July, um, historically speaking, a pretty quiet compared to some of the other months, uh, month four, some of this tropical development. I'm hoping it stays that way. You know, that's the last thing I think that we, we all need are. this yes. year. <laughs> the last thing we need this year. But, you know, we'll obviously be on top of it if something happens. But, but yeah. for now, it's looking pretty good for us. It has been pretty quiet, and, and, and hopefully it continues that way. We're, maybe the uh, Saharan dust could have a little bit to do with that. That yeah, does tend to talker. inhibit the uh, development of tropical activity. And it's still, you know, as it normally does this time of the year, 
moves off the coast of Africa, and we'd like it to continue maybe a little bit later in the season, uh, into uh, August and September. They're in the peak of the hurricane season, but you know, we'll have to see what happens with that. You know, I think um, something interesting that I just kind of thought of just by talking with some some viewers were, uh, you know, people were asking, well, how does it make it all the way over here? You know, 5,000 miles. That's crazy. I'm thinking, you know, well, these are these same mid and upper level wind patterns that tropical waves form on. You know, last year when we watched Dorian for felt like two weeks, watched it move all the way across the Atlantic or whatever storm that time of the year that we're looking at. You know, they're taking that same path as the dust did. It just was drier air and not a storm. It wasn't a tropical wave. It was the dust that was coming off. So it's not uncommon for a particle, whatever it is, if it's dust or if it's moisture to make it from Western Africa to us. Thankfully, you know, I'll take dust over storms any day. Oh, yeah. But it's it just kind of interesting to think about. I know that not everybody thinks of Oh, where do these storms develop? But, you know, a lot of times when we get later in the season, deeper in the year, they're forming as thunderstorms and tropical waves coming off of the same area of Africa or very close to it. So, you know, it, it kind of makes sense if you you take a step back and look at a globe and, and, and where these storms typically form. Yeah, and it's it's always interesting to see just the amount of dust. It's like you, you can't really fathom how big those deserts are over there, like how much sand do they actually have to create all this it moves all the way across the oceans and you know makes our sky uh dusty out here and ashy and everything and uh it's it's a lot it's just tremendous to think about it really is uh something you know we can't travel but we got dust traveling to us so we got <laughs> that's as much international travel as we're getting i think for a while that is it so uh as we uh, kind of wrap up this uh podcast for this week again just want to reiterate that we're coming up on the fourth of july hopefully everybody is safe you know i know a lot of people will be doing their own sort of fireworks this year we had some stories on wtoc about the fireworks are booming this year the, the people who are selling them because of all the other fireworks the professional ones are being you know closed they can't do them this year right. so uh just be safe and uh, know what you're doing give yourself a lot of space as you are lighting off those fireworks and make sure people are not going to be around you yeah, right and so. of course, you you know this firsthand experience with with your your pets, but you know it's one of the the biggest days of the year for pets to get out or run away because they're scared. So just make sure that uh, keeping them calm and keeping them inside because that's the last thing you want there too is to uh, have one of your pets get on out because they're scared of the fireworks. But I'm sure that most people are not first time pet owners and. They realize that, but it's always a good reminder as well. That is very good to remind a lot of people whether the dogs will be left outside and all the fireworks are going off and the dogs are going crazy trying to, you know, oh, what's going on? They're trying to get out of the uh, the backyard over there, you know, the fence. They'd hop the fence or open the fence or somehow or and they get out and they're gone. And uh, yeah, yeah, so it's just something uh, better safe than sorry. Bring the pets inside. Make sure they have their collar on with the name tag uh, so they know uh, where they are you know, with the phone number on there, if they do get out, so keeping everybody safe. All right, everybody. Yeah, that's definitely good advice there, but uh, yes. yeah, we're going to wrap this one up here, Dave. You got anything else to, to add on here? Anything else to say before we wind things down? No, I mean, we could talk all day, but I think uh, it's <laughs> enough for today. We'll get them. We'll get them in a couple weeks. We'll get you next time. All right, everybody. <laughs> thanks for joining us on this edition of the WTOC first alert weather podcast.